Hello, babes and trolls, kids and queers. Welcome to Millenniagram, the Enneagram podcast your pastor definitely won't be recommending. Together, we are here to learn a little self-deprecation, a little integration, and together, dig ourselves out of our goddamn ditches. Let's get into it. All right, what is up? It's Millenniagram, and it is your host, Garbage Oprah, a.k.a. Hannah Posh, and I am back for another Feelings Triad episode with my beautiful, badass babe, Emily Joy. What's up, boo? Hi. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh, are you? I'm excited to talk about threes, the Enneagram number I know least about. Oh, my God. I know. I feel like I'm really excited about this. I'm actually, like, doing a couple of three episodes pretty soon because I really feel like threes have gotten such a bad fucking rap. And they're kind of awesome. And I also have the three wings, so it's fine. Um, let's talk about this week in Millenniagram. Shit is blowing up on Twitter. Um, I would love to talk about the Enneagram and travel. Because yes. um, <laughs> that thread really resonated with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, I would love to hear about how you, as a five, experience traveling. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at it, especially for someone who, like, travels, like, with regularity for my job to make money. I know. But it's really, like, if I have to do it more than twice a month, I get, like, really sad and overwhelmed. Like, I have to, like – like, I bought a yoga mat that – like, a foldable – yoga mat that could fit inside of my carry-on luggage so I could take my Mm -hmm. yoga mat with me places like um adorable like I need to like take all my own like I take my own snacks to the movie theater let alone (laughs) (laughs) let alone when I travel anywhere outside of like the 20 square miles around my house um imagine imagine camping for a week with this woman I know but I bring good snacks um, they are good. They're healthy. I was just like no. Can't... I was just pinning some recipes today that I'm gonna make for camping at Wild Goose next week. Um, I'm gonna make you some gluten free scones. Um, oh shit! I know. But um, oh my god. But no. So so like travel is a very like stressful experience for me. Even though like I like I like I like going places. Like I like. Um, do I like going? I was gonna say I like going places and trying. To think- <laughs> I think I don't like going places or trying new things. No, you really don't, no. hun. It's like so hard. But to I recognize it as like a necessary facet Evil. of life because you can't just live only where you are and not go anywhere. Um, so, so, but it is, it is like a hard, it is a hard thing for me. I feel like I have to have all of my stuff and like, and then when I get there, I have to find like a home base. Um, like I have to find yes. like a good restaurant or like a bar a vegan or like, restaurant. yeah, something that will make me feel like I am in control and not just floating unmoored in a sea of newness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Lord, baby Jesus. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I wish please for you to tell me a little bit about, um, I just love hearing about like the Enneagram conundrum that was your honeymoon with Twitterless Billy. Okay. Well, I had a lot of panic attacks um, because I was in Europe and I don't speak Italian or, you know, like, I mean, like I speak the adventure, bitch. I speak a little bit of Spanish, so it's not that hard to like figure it out. But like, right. But yeah, it's like when there's like the language barrier and then I don't know where to like get the things you know what I'm saying like if I'm at my house and I'm like oh I need a a salad or I need a beer I like I just know where to go to get the things that I like and it's like what if I don't know where to get something or what if I find something that roughly approximates the thing that I need but it's not good or doesn't satisfy the hole in my heart that needed that thing um and so y'all the bother that it is to try and make this woman go to a new bar or a new Mexican restaurant. Like, tacos are so dependable. How are you pitching a fit about trying new tacos? No, okay. I cannot with But So I had a lot of panic attacks um, until, like, finally the end when I feel like I sort of, like, hit my stride and stuff. And then, of course, Billy was a nine, and he, like, really leaned hard into his one wing. And we had, like, you know, on Full House, like, the old Full House, not Fuller House, but, like, original Fuller House, uh, Full House, when they go, I can't remember if it's Hawaii or Disney World, and Danny has, like, the clipboard of fun. 
Like, oh my god, that's such a one thing. The clipboard of fun. Nope, yeah, it varies a one thing. It varies a one thing. Stop it. No, so we had like the 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 Google Doc of fun, um, where like it was all planned out and like all these things, um, which was great. It means that like for the most part, like we weren't like worried about where we were going to sleep or you know, which is great. I'm like, this is this is great for me because it's very helpful. Yeah. Um, and that probably would not necessarily happen, like, if I was planning it, right? So we had, and we got to, like, do a lot of fun things and stuff, too. Um, but yeah, it was very much, I, I realized when, when I was traveling, I was like, um, wow, I have a lot of anxiety. I think my honeymoon was when I first realized, like, hmm, you know what? I should probably do something about my anxiety. Um, and no, legit, <laughs> legit, she told me when she came home that they had to find the Irish pub <laughs> that served Guinness in every freaking town in Eastern Europe because she just needed a fucking Guinness to like okay, reset. Well, the other beer was bad. It just tasted like piss. Jesus. And Guinness okay. is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's like Jesus. <laughs> So me traveling as a four, if we can just talk about me for like one quick sec. You're fun to travel um, with. Seriously, I love traveling with you because like I feel like I have a lot more fun than when not traveling with I you. I am a fountain of joy and adventure um, when I'm traveling. When I'm traveling – well, so like I was raised a missionary kid, right? So like I'm in my element. Like airport feels like home to me. Um, but I definitely like when I'm traveling by myself, I always try – and get to my gate like two hours early so that I can just like sit there poetically and um, write poetic things and like look super fashionable sitting in a corner. I think that's my three wing coming out. <laughs> um, so yeah, traveling for me is amazing and my life. But um, yeah, that was a really fun thing that happened on Twitter and I would love for more people to tag about their hashtag millenniagram adventures so <laughs> please do that thanks so much um let's move on we are going to get to our dear garbage oprah section and to be honest okay like i literally antidepressants revealed my three wing i'm so serious like hmm. before before I got on Zoloft, I was just like the moodiest bitch, just like crying into my gin and tonic and dive bars in Nashville. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a person. I feel really excited. I feel like really, I feel like I can make things again. I feel like I can, um, I, I've always been this like creating for an audience kind of thing, which really I think speaks to my three wing, but mm -hmm. um. I was just never really able to lean into it. But because of that, I feel like there's still a lot about threes that I'm learning. So in order to introduce this question, I would love to introduce my guest this week. Um, we have Joshua Hundle here today. Did I say that right, Josh? You most certainly did. Oh, my God. Um, Josh is the freaking funniest three that I have ever read on Twitter. Like, I die. Like, crumpled over in stitches uh, <laughs> over this man's Twitter. I can't handle it. You're like, oh my God, we'll get into it later. But like your drag names thread, <laughs> I live, I die. Oh, I, good. I am risen again. So good. <laughs> good to know. I don't even know how you come up. I don't know how you come up with this. Uh, years of trying to make people think I'm funny. <laughs> Very successful. It's working um, apparently. What a good three you are. It is. Okay, so I'm going to read the question, and then um, Emily and I may have something to chime in on it, but I would love to hear your take, Josh. All right, absolutely. All right. Dear Garbage Oprah, also wondering if other threes experience a crisis of motivation or purpose and how that's resolved. My solution has been choosing authenticity over efficiency. And that was from Meredith. Gotcha. What do you think? Wow. So first of all, the answer is yes. I a, a crisis of motivation was the phrase. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like kind of my daily operating life. Um, <laughs> honestly, because okay, because whenever a you must have a four wing. Oh, a hundred percent. A very hard four wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm an artist after all. So um, yeah. Oh my god. No. So I very much um. So whenever threes get stressed, their arrow goes towards uh, nine, right? Mm -hmm. Where they kind of just right. like, 
right. don't do anything. Flail. Oh yeah, flail <laughs> endlessly. Flop, <laughs> flop onto the couch while like denying to themselves that they're flopping onto the couch. You oh, know, all love, to, all <laughs> love to nines, but that is real. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the reason is because like a three has to be perfect. A three has to be the absolute best. And so if a three is not mm. being the very best, then they might as well not be at all. So uh, oh yeah, no totally. <laughs> wow. So no, I, I no remember, pressure. No pressure. <laughs> oh, no pressure is not the mantra of a three, let me tell you. <laughs> I remember I once wrote a play and I felt very proud of it. And then I uh a director actually like workshopped it with me and like read over it and gave me a lot of critiques and was like, This was good. I think that you should rewrite the whole thing, but like here's what you can like here's what you can change about it. Here's what you can keep from your old draft. Oh my god! And literally, Yikes. I never rewrote that draft because I was like, you never oh looked at it. I tried. No, I tried for a year, but I could not write anything because I was like, oh god, it wasn't perfect the first time. It won't be perfect the next time. I'm not like amazing. Oh. I'm not important. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. So crisis of motivation, <laughs> Meredith. I relate. Wow. Real talk. Super Jesus. Um. Okay, so let's get into, let's just get into you. How about that? Ooh, if you, please do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you first, tell us how you first discovered that you were a three. Uh, I, yes, absolutely. It's kind of a dramatic story, actually. Uh, oh my god, yay. <laughs> a four liking a dramatic story? Never. I live. <laughs> I live for the drama. Right. Um, it's fine. So I first heard about the Enneagram from um, a pastor friend of mine, and I started looking into it, and whenever I first, like, did a brief overview of all the types, I didn't even bother reading the three one because I was like, oh, that's just not me. I'm not competitive. <laughs> I am I would never be achievement focused. That just doesn't sound like the kind of person I am. I really liked the description. <laughs> I really liked the description of the two. I was like, I want to be a person that helps people. Therefore, I am a two. That must be me. Um, I have decided oh, that I am a two. Yes, exactly. Which in <laughs> retrospect is a very three thing to do. That's a very three thing to do. Bless you. Uh, so so I, I believed I was a two for a little while. And then I bought this book that just like talks about the nine types. And so uh, I started reading each type just sequentially. And when I was finished with the three mm-hmm. chapter, I was in tears because I was like, oh, shit. Oh. That is me. And so it was very, (laughs) I said at the beginning that it was a very dramatic story because um, kind of in that moment, I realized, oh, I'm lying to myself about the relationship I'm in. I don't want to be in this relationship. I'm lying to myself about the job that I'm in. I don't want to be in this job. Uh, So I decided to end my relationship, quit my job and move to Chicago because I found out about the Enneagram. Oh my God. It changed your entire life. Like the course of it. It really did. Yeah. That is insane. Um, so you mentioned a couple of times in that sentence about like lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like is that sort of a recurring theme for you as a three? <laughs> I would I would say it <laughs> might be the recurring oh, theme wow. of the three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I um I mean I just remember back whenever I was first starting to uh to discover my sexuality, I guess. The way I kind of rationalized it to myself is I was like, no, I can't be gay because that's just not the kind of person I am. I won't be that. Uh, and so I, the way I rationalized it was I was straight with a guy fetish. <laughs> which is not a thing. <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, so I definitely... <laughs> Kind of the instinct, I would say, of being a three, a lot of people, threes, I feel like, kind of get a bad rap because it's like, oh, threes just are fake to everybody. They lie to everybody. And my perspective is, no, you don't understand. First and foremost, a three lies to themselves. Huh. Okay, well, that Ooh. makes me yeah. less angry. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you relate, Emily, no, to lying no, to yourself? No, because here, that's a different, it's a different thing for it when it, the five we've talked about this but the five is like it's not so much like lying to the to the self it's more about being embarrassed by the facts of the self right it's a different thing oh. um but that makes me like less angry at threes though 
Oh, good. Yeah, that's a very that's a very human experience. Glad that that could be a that, <laughs> that could be an ambassador for the threes reputation. Because God knows threes give a shit about mm-hmm. their reputation. I know, and I feel like sometimes I feel like threes kind of get shit on with the enneagram because it's so easy to like it. It's so easy to take the the behaviors that threes sometimes exhibit right. and not like and to not go deeper into the motivation, which um, I think it was Mister Rogers that said that that there's nobody that you can't love if you hear their story. Um, and while I think that might be a, a, a little a little over, <laughs> there's some people I'm still going to hate, like, let's be honest. But for the most part, I feel like if you can understand where somebody is coming from, if you can understand the why and the motivation, then that makes it more I real. I think there probably just needs to be like a little asterisk human, you know? that was so. like, just not Nazis, you know? Not Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no Nazis. I'm so sorry. I can't. Yeah. No. Um, just not going to be a Corey Ten Boom up in this bitch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, well, Josh, how about you? Will you please just tell us a little bit about you and what you do and just give us a feel for Josh? Totally. Okay. Uh, well, I moved to Chicago from Houston 10 months ago. Uh, and I came up here just kind of searching the vague concept of my artistic journey, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> that was my four wing acting up, I guess. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I am a drag queen and I start seminary in the fall. Oh my God, I love you. Are you Yeah, no, that's my me? life. Uh, oh my God. Oh my God. Um, I feel like everybody, everybody else that I've had on the show so far, I kind of like knew a lot about their life, but this is so exciting. Um, so wait, did you settle on a drag name then? Oh Yeah. Because you have like 50. <laughs> the drag name thread that I run on Twitter is just for fun. Uh, my drag name is actually Dino with a D. Like the full name is Dino with a D. Okay. Dino with a D. It's due to. I love it's it. It's due to my penis is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the D. You don't say. Oh my god. It's really more of a D minus if you've um, ever seen is- it, but. <laughs> Oh my god, he mu- you must be a healthy three to drag yourself. <laughs> my god. I try. Um so how did you get into drag and also like what kind of drag do you do? I li- I love drag. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you asked because that actually both has to do with the Enneagram, which I heard that y'all are kind of into. Oh my god. <laughs> um <laughs> so helpful. So I had been interested in drag for uh, for a little while. Um, and I dabbled a little bit back in Houston. Like I went to pride and drag. Uh, the first time I actually went to pride and drag, uh, the first time I ever went out and drag was right after mm-hmm. pulse because I was like, Oh, you don't want us to be gay in public. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. I'm going to be super gay in public. Um, yes. yeah. And so I came to Chicago knowing that I was very interested in writing. I was very interested in speaking. I was very interested in improv theater drag. Like there were so many interests so many things I wanted to succeed at, mind you. Uh, uh, and I was just like, I'll go up there and one of them will stick, you know? I actually, I told myself and told everybody, I'm going up there for writing. Writing is what I got a degree in. Writing is the only thing I'm doing with my life. Um, but that was just, <laughs> that was kind of to have this sense of stability. And so I was like, no, yeah, I totally know 100% what I'm going to do when I get up there. It's no big deal. Um But yeah, so then I came up here and I started uh, meeting a lot of drag queens in the city. I started doing drag more. And um, kind of the reason I started pursuing drag more actively is because it's something I'm not naturally good at. Like, I have a lot of stage presence, but I am not a visual... Yeah, I am not a visual thinker. I am not a crafty person at all. I'm not a coordinated (laughs) person at all. So would you say that, like, that's, like, because of of the sense of, like, challenge then that it offered you? I wouldn't so much say challenge so much as a, um, it is a challenge to authenticity. I think I feel like with my writing, I had been, I had become very obsessed with being a capital G good writer, being the best writer. And as a result, um, I was kind of inhibiting myself. Like I wasn't letting myself have fun with it. That is so real. I wasn't even doing good writing in my opinion. Um, but drag was like (laughs) the first thing I was like, hold on now, this is actually an authentic expression to myself. And it's authentic because I'm not trying to be the best drag queen out there. 
um, kind of the style of drag that I do is very imprecise. Uh, my face looks like a kindergarten scribble, uh, intentionally. <laughs> it really does. Um, and yeah, just I, my clothes look sloppy and I, I, I look a hot boo-boo mess. But I'm having fun with it and I'm feeling authentic. And uh, it, it was kind of... Pursuing drag was more or less an effort to D3 myself. Oh, okay. Sort of like throw off the the fetters of like looking a certain part or like very playing a certain Absolutely. role. Absolutely. Or being the best. Yeah. And- I love that. Um, and then you're going to seminary as well? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I got a, uh, oh, I <laughs> not not to brag on myself, because as a three, I would never. But um, I actually... Ex- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually got a full ride into Chicago Theological Seminary. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank Stop. you. That's amazing. Yeah, so that... Um, when do you start? I, I start September 5th is my first day of classes. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I'm so excited for you. Okay, cool. So, um, tell me, I'm going to read to you what, um, so Rizzo and Hudson, who is like my Enneagram daddies, um, <laughs> they're, oh, that sounds, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. it. Um, I like it. <laughs> they have these lost childhood messages that they talk about in, um, the wisdom of the Enneagram. And the one for threes is this. It's not okay to have your own feelings and identity. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about how that showed up for you. Like, like, are there any childhood memories that you have that that relate to that in any way? I would say um, it's that's kind of an interesting message, given the fact that I have such a strong four wing, and you know, fours are all about mm-hmm. pursuing mm-hmm. having their own identity. Identity. Yeah. So it's yes. kind of a split thing. Um, I remember that I cried a lot as a kid and I remember just being communicated like by the world that that kind of wasn't a super okay thing. Um, Uh, Yeah. yeah. And I started to observe that, wow, the more I am upbeat and happy, the more people around me seem to be uh, having a good time and they seem to like me more. Uh, The more people laugh around me, the better Mm -hmm. they seem to treat me. So, (laughs) so I've got to, uh, I think at some point I kind of learned, like, if I want friends, if I want, uh, if I want to live in the world I want to live in, I've got to be, well, an entertainer, I suppose. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, so, like, before, before you got into drag, before you got into seminary, what were some of the, um, you mentioned, like, kind of quitting all of your things like your job and your relationship and all that stuff um what were what were some of the roles that you found yourself playing before you kind of found your niche oh god oh god uh a lot of them i mean i kind of feel like if you're a three it's easier to answer what what excuse me what roles have i not played in life (laughs) oh i feel yeah i feel like being a three is just a constant adventure in role playing frankly I was actually talking to uh, <laughs> I was talking to a three friend of mine not too long ago about having a birthday as a kid and it being so stressful because oh no I've invited like all this mix of friends and I've been person A around this group person B around this group person C around this group oh, how do I shit. be all of these in a cohesive way at the same party fuck. Uh, yeah it was a bit much luckily. <laughs> Luckily, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of friends. Ayo. <laughs> Wait, Hannah, you've done, no, you've done Millenniagram at the party, right? Oh, God. It might be um, time I for another one of those. So, but we should revisit that. That sounds fantastic. I say as I sneak um, out the back door it, before God. anyone can notice yeah. that I've gone. The queen of Irish goodbyes, this <laughs> one. Um... But yeah, I guess to answer your question about, like, what roles I had been playing before, um, well, so, uh, the job that I was at, it was a job that I, it was in a field that I thought I would be interested in, um, whenever I first started it, and, uh, then as I started to explore more and more, I realized, oh, I'm not really about this. However, that did not stop me from wanting every promotion in sight. Like, 
<laughs> I remember even when the practical. Oh yeah, I remember even um, after I had decided to quit and move to Chicago, uh, coming home and tra- talking to my roommate and being so stressed out about like, oh, this thing happened at work, and like now I think that they like like this could inhibit my ways of advancement, and like this could inhibit uh, getting a promotion. And he was like, "You're planning on leaving in like a month. What's your problem?" <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, I guess I was trying to play the role of like the stellar employee. Um, right. Yeah, in my relationship, I had a very good outward-looking relationship actually, because uh, I'm a three and he had a he was a two with a three wing. So we were both very good. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were both very good at acting. Y'all look good at hell. Oh. 100% Facebook statuses. Oh, look what he did for me. Like all, all sorts of stuff across the map. I'm telling you. He's the best. Oh. Oh my God. Aren't we so cute? <laughs> Are you reading my statuses? Are you reading my statuses off the screen? <laughs> I'm just imagining. <laughs> Very that. Um, but yeah, internally it was not um, a match, basically. Uh, sure. Sure. But yeah, I was kind of playing the role of uh, of that. Uh, I, I remember even after I was like, okay, this relationship ne- needs to end, I was still acting as though everything was going fine right up until the final moment. Uh, and then whenever I broke up with him, he was yeah. like, what the hell happened? Everything seemed super cool until literally just right now. And I was like, I know, I did that purposely. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, which is not a great no, that's thing. That's honestly horrible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Y'all wonder why threes get a bad rap. I mean, it's kind of a superpower. I, it's kind of a superpower. It is useful. Like maybe when you shouldn't wield. <laughs> it is useful. It's useful in some scenarios. Precisely. When it needs to be useful, it is great. There are some times in life where you have to like fake it till you make it. Uh, most times though. It's yeah. real. Totally. Most times though, I've heard of this thing called, I don't know, being a human. That's, oh what? I've heard that goes okay. I'm not. Wait. Certain. So this can I ask the next question? Because this kind of leads oh, into the question that I had. Okay. So Hannah and yes. I were talking earlier today, and I was like, "This is the this is the okay. question that I want to know." So what I want to know is how you practice vulnerability with mm. the people that you love and that loved you and that love you. Cause I'm like, I I'm of the, I don't think everybody deserves our vulnerability. Right. I don't think that we are, mm-hmm. we are bound to be as vulnerable evenly with people. Like I think, you know, trust is earned and all that kind of stuff. So obviously, but I also really kind of struggle sometimes with like being vulnerable with the people that I'm closest to as well um, for, di- for different right. reasons. But I want to know how personally you practice vulnerability to, to, to let the people that you are in close relationship with, know who you really are and how you really feel. And it sounds like that was maybe Um, not a thing that was like happening for you in that relationship, but like, has it happened in other relationships and how do you grow in that for you personally as a three? Right. Well, uh, it it has, I I would say to answer your question with one word, I would say grueling. Quite gruelingly in two words. But, um, yeah, so I remember uh, whenever I was, let me think, 20, um, it was the very first time I ever went to therapy. And the reason was because, like, I was having an otherwise fine day. I was driving down the street. And then, like, literally out of nowhere, I start, like, screaming at the top of my lungs for no reason. And I was like, yeah, and literally... At that moment, I remember very clearly at 20 years old was like the first time in my life where I was like, maybe I'm sad sometimes. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. The amount, like, especially if a three does not have a four wing, the amount of emotional um, dishonesty just with themselves is huge as a three. Yeah. Um, So I... So really, I think where it starts is being honest with yourself. Like, you can't tell somebody next to you, hi, I'm feeling sad right now, if you can't tell yourself, hey, Joshua, you're feeling huh, sad right yep. now. Um, so it kind of starts with being vulnerable with yourself. Absolutely. And, like, letting yourself see you. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, so, yeah, then I started going to uh, therapy, and then I actually got into my first serious relationship that I've had in my life. Um, and also that was 
probably the first person in my life I've ever been emotionally honest with at 20 years old. Mm. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. But so, uh, so really kind of honestly what I did to, in just complete bluntness, what I did for a year and a half was I was just emotionally honest with him. Uh, so then whenever we broke up, it was like, oops, what do I do with all these emotions? You know? Who am I wow. supposed to share them exactly. with? Exactly. I, I lost my... It, it, it's like whenever... um, It's like when somebody takes your trash can and it's like, oh, crap, where do I put all this trash now? My floor? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Wow. <laughs> so really what I learned after that breakup uh, was like I had to cultivate honesty and really practice honesty mm-hmm. uh, with people in my life. And I had to build more than just one person that I could be uh, honest with. Mm. Yeah. So what's interesting to me is that as a three, you're like right in the center of the feeling triad. And yet it seems like threes struggle um, from what, from what I've heard, it seems like threes struggle to, um, it seems like threes a lot, a lot of their emotional intelligence um, towards um, projecting things to other people and not necessarily back at themselves. Mm. Um, and so I guess I'm interested in how how have you, I mean, obviously like there was a super big disconnect with your emotions before, but like let's talk about pragmatically how you, how do you flex that emotional mm. muscle essentially? Hmm. I I think how some of that flexing comes about is, uh, I mean, obviously with practice, but I think that the way that you hop into that is not being afraid of them, I guess. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I think the way I function and the way a lot of threes function is, uh, I, mean, I mean, threes are very clear about their own goals, generally it's like hey this is what I want like like I mentioned earlier this is the kind of person I want to be and so I am it god damn it uh (laughs) and so obviously nobody wants to be sad so I think what threes do is if they're sad or if they're you know feeling any kind of something that they don't want to be feeling it's just so easy to be like no I've decided uh, to not feel that so I guess pragmatically I think pragmatically what had to happen a lot was because, you know, you can't just put emotions away and then the emotions go, okay, guess I'll leave. That's not what they do. Yeah. They don't disappear. They sit in your waiting room and they get, and they just like eat food and get like twice their size. Like (laughs) they grow (laughs) Uh, and they just wait till you're ready. Yeah, they do. And then eventually they come like knocking down your door and it's like, hey, I outgrew the waiting room. So I guess I'm going to spill into this. And at that point, they're monsters to deal with. So (laughs) I think what had to happen for me quite a few times was like an emotion that I was discarding or ignoring uh, had to grow so large that I was like that I was forced to acknowledge it. Um, And that happened so many times. Yeah. And that happened so many times that. I started being like, hey, maybe, like, check in on this waiting room every now and then. I think it's a good, yeah, I think it's a good practice as a three to have, especially if you're still building and flexing that emotional muscle, to have a practice of regularly checking in on yourself and saying, how am I feeling in this moment? And that thing that I'm trying my hardest not to think about right now why am I trying my hardest not to think huh. about it right now? How do you do that, um, like, pragmatically? Oh, like, do you have, uh, it, like, a, uh, how am I trying to ask this? Like, do you do, like, a mindfulness practice? Or, like, what does that look like pragmatically for you when you check in with yourself like that? The way that it worked for me best was certainly therapy. And the way that it works best for me is therapy. Um, I think, A, I think, honestly... If you can make it happen, I think anyone should have a therapist. But mainly, I think that threes need Real. some sort of therapy. Because <laughs> otherwise... Because that's the thing is, like, if you don't have... At least with a the therapist, you have somebody else there. So, like, 
you're performing, right? So you can at least perform your emotions for this person and flex your emotional muscles that way. If it's just you, like a three is very, if a tree falls, if a three falls in the forest and nobody is there to cheer for it, did it even happen? (laughs) Yep. Oh, that's a cool quote. Um, Hallelujah. Um, Okay, that's amazing. Can you tell me about, um, well, I actually just want to run this past you because as a four wing three, um, so kind of like the inverse mm-hmm. of you, We're on the same fence. I, we so are. Um, we, I feel like for me, I get a lot of, um, a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment about like uh, mobilizing, motivating and connecting people with one another. Like a lot of what I do creatively is interactive. It's um, wanting to, it's, it's motivational in a way. There's, there's like a coaching element there. Um, has that shown up for you in your creative process? I think it has whenever I have been more healthy about it. I think because threes whenever you know their arrow of integration where they go whenever they're being more healthy is towards a six and whenever i first discovered the enneagram i didn't know what that meant (laughs) uh but i've come to realize now it's like oh it means that you kind of take the spotlight off of you and you become more loyal you become more focused on your community and you use whatever your gifts are to connect people so yeah, I would certainly say Wait, that. Wait, so I have a question about integration yeah, too yeah. because I did some research about this because five. Um, and I found <laughs> that um, one of the things that they were saying that happens for threes when they integrate to six is that they are better able to um, fall out of line. Like they're better able, like because that when they integrate to six, they integrate to more of like a counterphobic six basically. So they're better able to like um, mm-hmm. adopt opinions that are not necessarily popular or... Like this kind of thing. So like, have you experienced that in your moments of like integration? I most certainly have. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I remember Hannah, I remember that you had a, uh, one of my favorite millennia gram threads you had was uh, millennia gram in the group (laughs) chat. Yes. (laughs) And I remember, I remember for threes, it was like, uh, it, it was something along the lines of they go to the group chat and say like, okay, this is how I actually feel about this person. This is how I actually feel about, um, about this situation. You know, they can say what's not popular. And I have, yes. Release all the petty. Oh yeah. Release I have a group petty. chat right now. It's me another three and a four. Uh, and me and the other three, it, basically what it is, is me and the other three go there and it's like, okay, I can't post this on, you know, Twitter or whatever because it ruins my image, but here's how I feel about this thing right now. Here's how I'm actually angry. Here's how I'm actually da 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 While the four is just like, <laughs> while the four is just like, yes, the drama, give it to us. Yes. Spill yes. the tea. Yes. I drew it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Did that um, answer the question? What was amazing. the question? Yes. Integrate and having unpopular opinions. About integration. And like... Uh, yes, absolutely. And not like um, unpopular opinion so musicals think- are dumb, but like f- actually, actually <laughs> falling out of line and being the person to like be able to speak up when everybody else is sort of accepting something as yes. okay and being like, no, I know that like this goes against, but like actually I'm going to stand up for what's right here, that kind of thing. Yes, an opinion that makes yeah. you less popular, most certainly. Mm. Because whenever a three is being more healthy, they kind of give less of a shit about being popular. I remember growing up in, like, the super evangelical church. Right. I remember having a lot of moments when I was younger, very quick flashes of, like, hold on, if somebody came in and they saw the and they saw this like this, which is kind of, I guess, me being a three of, like, oh, hey, here's how this thing is viewed by other people. Um but I was like, if somebody who's not in our community came in and looked at this, they would see it this way, and that's not a good thing. Um, but back then, I would just instantly, I wouldn't tell anybody, because that would make me less popular in the church. So I was just like, mm, nope, that's out of my head now. <laughs> yeah. So definitely more healthy threes are more honest threes, and that, uh, that also goes with unpopular opinions. That's so real. Um, 
So I like as I was brushing up on like my three knowledge, um, there is something so interesting that stuck out to me. Um, again, going back to my any <laughs> Rizzo and Hudson, um, he talks. They talk about um, threes growing mm. up as kind of like the mm. family hero, um, like needing to earn their worth, um, which means that they like often work for others and not so much with others. Mm. So I feel like a key moment of integration for a three is like um, leaning into community and support and teamwork. Um, where has that shown up for you? Um, first of all, I, I, I'm sorry. My brain's a little stuck on the, they work for other people, not with other people. Girl, that's a word. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, no, so tell um me, tell me, tell me. I think regarding community, uh I've been noticing this myself lately, uh just whenever it comes to drag. Um so a lot whenever you're starting as a drag queen, yeah. a lot of your performances are going to be at competitions. Cause, you know, you're not necessarily known yet, so you gotta kinda prove yourself in these competitions, right? Let me tell you, if you're trying, sure. I started drag as a way to D3, like I said earlier. And if you're trying to D3, going into a competition-based <laughs> culture, <laughs> a mess, a challenge, let me say, a struggle. Um, but as I've been, um, as I've been, I guess, getting more healthy and unlearning these kind of competitive be the best urges, um, I found that now, like, I go to competitions and, like, uh, just one that happened about a week and a half ago. I was there and like, I felt like I did a good job. And then, uh, you know, one of my sisters goes up there and like does a killer job and, you know, she's competing directly against me. And I'm genuinely just like, you know what? Good for her. I hope, she, I hope she advances tonight. And like, yeah. <laughs> and actually I have the sure. final round of this competition, yeah. uh, what in three days from now, I mean, three days from whenever we record this. Yeah, and I'm genuinely, like, I'm friends with most of the people uh, in the top five, and I'm genuinely just like, you know what, I want me or one of my friends to win this. And I mean that, like, 100% authentically, and that feels so fucking good. Yeah, because it's like, it it's weird because I feel like people have this idea that threes have this inflated mm -hmm. sense of self-worth and it's like not that at all. It's like you are, you're always having to earn that spot and you're like putting in the time and putting yeah. in the work. And it seems like genuine self-love says it doesn't matter if I fucking win this thing because I am, I matter. I am valuable. I am talented. I am worth enough without this you know this symbol of achievement or this super duper or whatever. i actually got emotional <laughs> just hearing you say that because <laughs> it's true it's true damn it it's true <laughs> and i i will yeah it is it oh I, I will say just regarding no the way. uh inflated sense of self thing uh for a healthy three that's what you just described <laughs> but for 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 I guess more average threes, not that threes would ever like being called average, but um, uh, it definitely is. <laughs> it definitely is an inflated <laughs> sense of self. I have had an inflated sense of self for a lot of my life. Um, and, and really it's more of a bi-level. It's a split sense of self. It's like I am inflating my sense of self because this deeper part of my sense of self is like so, so filled with shame. So I have to like inflate this other side of it yeah oh interesting so tell me a little bit about like um what has combating shame looks like for you as a three Whew. that's a great yeah, that's question. a great question god i felt that one um yeah uh <laughs> so first like, like i've said it comes from acknowledging that it's there in the first place you can't fight an invisible demon um I, I think it also comes from, I, I think a lot of times the ways threes deal with shame necessarily are like, oh, I feel like I am bad at, let's say I feel like I'm a bad swimmer and that brings me shame. I think a threes reaction to that is, 
Mm. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become the best swimmer. I'm going to become the best swimmer in this whole freaking world. I'm going to swim to Mars if I have to. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I think the way that you really negate that shame is you look at it and you go, okay, it's okay if I'm not a great swimmer. Who cares? Hmm. It's just like, it, it almost sounds like it is just combating shame as a three is telling yeah. yourself the truth. Yeah. And the truth is you, sorry. Because it's, se- the truth is you are enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything to get there. You don't have to. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to win. You don't have to. There's there's nothing that you have to accomplish in order to Whew. arrive at. And that's the lost childhood message, right? Oh, yeah. Of a three. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's it's basically you're loved for who you are. Right. Girl, that's a word. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> my, my Pentecostal days are coming back, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, bring it back. Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so let me read. Um, I had another question that was submitted um, and I really thought that it was good and maybe something that's a little bit relatable to you. Um, this question was submitted by Tiana on Twitter. Um, she says, what is your advice for a young three living without much autonomy in a mm. traditional patriarchal household? So this, um, it's some, it's someone who just turned 18 and is like trying to learn how to navigate identity and self, but with all of these like constraints gotcha. okay. on that. Um, so I will preface my answer to this question by saying I am a person who has been raised in a system that has benefited, that, that I've naturally benefited from the patriarchy. Um, as someone who was raised as a man, mm-hmm. uh, I don't necessarily have, um, the experience of dealing with the patriarchal system combatively necessarily. I mean, of course we can talk about queerness and how that relates, but just to put that up. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah. So someone who is a young, a young three operating in a system with little autonomy in a patriarchal system, correct? Right. Huh? What advice would you give that person? So I would say, my first thought is, what is a system like that going to give you? It's going to give you shame. Um, it's going to tell you, because you are a, uh, a a woman in a patriarchal system, it is going to tell you, you are a, you know, you're second class in the system. You're not as important as these other members. Uh, if you're young and you don't have a lot of autonomy, it's yeah. going to tell you, oh, I am not capable of doing this thing. I'm not capable of doing that thing. Because threes, let me tell you, want to be capable of doing everything. So I think <laughs> my advice would be um, be aware of all those messages that are going to be delivered to you by those systems and be aware that not a word of those messages is true. Now, of course, combating it head on and like trying to dismantle that system, I would say use your three powers all you got, girl. Because let me tell you, you know that you are, (laughs) you know that you are confident, you know that you can take, you can do anything you put your damn minds to. And so... Just unleash full hell on the patriarchy, girl. That's that's the other piece of the advice. Ignore the shame. <laughs> Threes are so strategic. Like, I feel like y'all can, like, play any role to, like, pull off any, um, any kind of, like, stunt or strategy. Like The truth. Girl, I didn't even realize how much of a social strategist I was until I started following your Twitter. <laughs> Really? really? Wait, how do you mean? Well, because <laughs> so, so you tweet a lot uh, whenever it comes to threes uh, about, um, I feel like I'm going to like out myself here, but like strategically placed kindness. Oh, yeah. Ooh, shit. And of course, <laughs> of course, I read that and my very first thought was, oh no, that's not me. No. That's just not the person I want to be. So that's not me. Um, 
<laughs> but and then I remember the very first one I read, I was thinking about it like as I was going to bed that night and I was like, shit, she's right. <laughs> like because threes are so caught up with the way that they're being perceived, because to a three, the way that they're being perceived is the truth, is the reality. Um and since threes are so caught up with that. Even to oh. themselves. Oh, yes. Like even to themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Wait, do you mean can, can you clarify even to themselves? So like if you, like the way that you're being perceived, I don't know, in in my mind as a four is your reality. In my mind as a four, I often eat like what I'm projecting to other people is also what I see myself as. Mm-hmm. It may not be the truth, but I'm just like, you know, there's a little bit of that like, I'm going, if I if I say this enough or if I project this enough, then maybe I'll believe it about me too. Mm. Threes, I will say, do that, but then they erase all memory of ever doing that. So... Yeah, so it, so then all they're left with is their projections, and then they like, you know, they read what they projected, and they're like, oh, that must be the truth. And then if they don't like it, then they will then they will make edits, and they will edit out their memory of ever making edits. <laughs> um, Life is just like a first draft, you know, that needs <laughs> that needs editing. So. Would you say that for you, like, it kind of, like, I'm, I'm just trying to get, like, a handle on it? Because it's so, like, it's just so fascinating because right. I just don't at all identify with it whatsoever. So I'm literally just like, tell me more. Um, so would you say that, like, it, like, other people's perceptions of you then, like, inform how, oh, how you view the reality yes. of yourself? Um, yeah. And, and a lot of times that's because you wow. have implanted those people's perceptions of you. But then... Uh, but, but but then if there is a perception that somebody has of you that you didn't implant there or that you don't necessarily want there, that is the reality until you change it. And so that's why threes work so hard on on uh, maintaining, you know, you know, maintaining the people's perceptions of them and changing people's perceptions of them because that's the truth. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's the truth. Which I realize as a five, you're like, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, that's so interesting because I just, I, I literally could not give less of a shit about other people's perceptions of me. But also, um, like, Twitter must yes. be like a minefield Twitter, for you Facebook, then. Instagram, social media, <laughs> yes. Like, all, whenever I was, whenever I was actually asked okay. to, uh, to do this podcast, I immediately started thinking, okay, I can't say this on the podcast because I'm planning on sharing this on Facebook. And if I say this and I can't share it on Facebook, but I can't share it on Twitter because that's my audience oh my there. God. But then I could also, like, 100%. Uh, I actually, um, one of my closest friends is actually a five. Hi, Trey. And, uh, he is, yeah, Trey Strange. I just started following him. He's so funny. He tried to. Oh, boy. Yeah. He, he loves the Enneagram. (laughs) Um, and he loves Millenniagram as well. Uh, his compliments to the chef, I suppose. Uh, oh, but so he (laughs) inspires me to honesty more than, most everybody in my entire life um simply because fives are so focused on the truth mm-hmm. and frankly i feel like a friendship between a three and a five is an unlikely friendship because one is obsessed with the truth and one is obsessed with uh lies <laughs> yeah no it's very i i have exactly i have exactly one three friend hello sue ann and that is Swin. all. That's the only. I was like, yeah, like, yeah. When, literally, so, my so whenever um, Trey and I were actually just talking about how unlikely it, it, he is to make friends with threes at all, um, and he's like, honestly, I'm glad we're such great friends because if I didn't have you, I'd probably hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like sweet little threes are just it's true. understood. <laughs> um, it is because I feel like there's so many um, – it's so easy for us and I – you know, I've said this before but I, I feel like it's so easy for us to look at behavior and there's um, – I really relate to this as like a former evangelical, former missionary kid like um, – and also having a three-wing – like the whole idea of yeah. chameleoning um, is – super relatable to me. I don't even notice that I'm doing it most of the time. For me, it was like, because I grew up um, on the mission field in Mexico, it was like, 
assimilate mm-hmm. or die. So it was kind of like, okay, well, I have to project whatever this culture that I'm currently in requires, because that's the only way that I'm going to survive. It's the only way I'm going to make friends. It's the only way I'm going to connect with people. Like I just have to project what yeah. it is that they're looking for. And so I became very good at, um, at assimilating in whatever, um, circumstance I found myself, but what's difficult when you do that is that you start to not be sure which one of those projections is the real you. And it's never, uh, it's never an entire lie. It's never, you're always like, I find, I don't know about for you, but for me, it's like, I'm connecting with something about this culture or something about this group or something about this friend click, you know, there's something that I can relate to. And so I'm just like leaning into that and sort of not paying as much attention to the other things about myself because they're not important right now. You know, it's never like a full lie. And I think that's what people don't understand about the whole like chameleon complex. That is certainly true. I I think that it is possible for threes to do full lies. Um, And I I think... (laughs) <laughs> and I think personally, like part of the w- reason I relate to what you just said is because my four wing is so strong. Um, but I think especially like, mm. like as threes get healthier and healthier, um, it's, it's really not a full lie. There's no, one thing I've had to come to terms with is there's no erasing your constant, your constant vigilance of what other people's perceptions of you are. Um, and there's no, and, and you know, you act according to, like, oh, I will do this, and, like, this person will view it as this. Like, you're not going to be able to take that influence off of you. But what you can't, but what you can do is try, mm. basically what I'm saying is you can't turn off your projections, but you can make your projections more authentic. As a three. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Hmm. What does it look like to, um, project authenticity? Uh, it's so funny hearing it back because, I like... <laughs> that sounds like such a um oh what's the oxymoron? <laughs> no, but I totally get it. Like projecting no, authenticity. I, Tell I me about that. Thoughts about it, but Part I really want to hear What made me first. um realize that projecting authenticity was possible was dating an actor. Um one of the best ways Yeah, no. One of the best ways I ever heard the art of acting described was huh. uh having a real experience under fake circumstances. So yeah. Um, was that Meisner? Who knows? I didn't study it, but um, I studied writing. Uh, <laughs> but but I think, how do you project authenticity? I, I think obviously first it comes with the self knowledge because that's so much of a three's path to growth is self knowledge, like I've talked about before. Um, and it comes from mm-hmm. acknowledging, okay, what is authentic? And really searching and striving and struggling to figure out what is authentic. And then really once you have that, the projecting part of it is quite easy. Like, um, like for instance, if I'm sad and I know I'm sad, I have the, I, I have the ability to control, okay, I'm going to cry here or I am not going to cry here. Um, and I'm aware that if I cry here... You know, this person can see me, this person can hear me, this person might hear about it later, like, yada, yada. Um, You're not going to be able to turn that off. But what you can do is be like, okay, no, I am sad. And so I'm going to cry and and I'm going to show people that I am sad. And that is, that's real. That's actually real. Especially as a, um, Mm. right. So it's almost like there's, there's this moment of pause where, where it's like, Am I going to show oh, yeah. the thing that I'm feeling right yeah, now? Yeah, that's a really good way to sum it up. Yeah. And then like choosing to. Yeah. Huh. I love that. Um, okay, so we are almost at the end, but I just um, – there's – first of all, um, I would just like to – say a little bit of a benediction yeah. for my threes in the house. Um, because there was a thought that came to me and I think that living into my three wing and finding out how authentic that has actually made me feel um, sort of brought this out. But um, it's this whole idea of you do not have to be small. And I think that that's like, For me with threes, I feel like oftentimes 
they feel like or what they are told is that to be authentic, you have to make yourself smaller, that you have to be more humble, that you have to be more, um, you know, less front and center. I think a lot of that, I mean, for me, a lot of that comes from like this evangelical upbringing of like um, being humble, being quiet, being you know, that the, right. that the more honest people are the more quiet ones. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> the world needs a front man. Okay. Like somebody's got to be front and center. <laughs> so it might as well be fucking you. And you might as well just like live <laughs> into all of the joy that being in that space gives you. Not every yeah. three is like going to be on stage, you know, but like take those moments where you feel the most alive Um, and don't fucking worry about if somebody says they're superficial or whatever, like lean into that. Um, I think that has what, that's, what's really helped me as, as a four with a, with a pretty strong three wing is to be like, you know what? I don't give a shit whether or not people like this. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be extra. I'm going to be me. I'm going to take up as much space as I need to. And that's okay. Um, hell yeah. So I just wanted to say that because I love threes. Um, I'm excited to like, I'm doing multiple three episodes because I just feel like there's so many facets to, um, what y'all experience. And I, I did hear that that we were the best number. I actually did hear that. Um, the Lord Um, told me (laughs) that we were God's chosen or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I missed that. Um, Oh my God. Okay. One more question that I want to ask you. And I kind of want to ask every guest this because like we live in really scary and really uncertain times. Um, It's a time that's really difficult for um, everyone who lives on the margins of Mm -hmm. like the white cis heteropatriarchy. Right. So um, if you can think of what, what is your advice to threes who are trying Ooh. to resist against that? Um, how can, how can they live? What a good question. Um, I think what a lot of it comes from is I think change is not going to be made if you're just wor- worried about making change for yourself. Um, which, which I think threes as people who look at themselves a lot, uh, that's natural to want to do. Um, but like we talked about earlier, threes are more healthy whenever they start to live into community. And so I have always like for for my life had a goal of like, oh, I want to make like this big grand change on the world. Um, but yeah, but your motivation is not going to, that's not going to propel you. A, it's not going to propel you, but B, if it does, it's not going to propel you anywhere good if what you're worried about is being seen as making a change. What is going to help the world is if you are actually invested in your community around you. Um, Yeah. Hello, that's a word for threes, though. The T, girl, the T. Being more worried about making change than being seen as making change. Um, Yeah, so I very very much think... (laughs) that um just direction wise is uh is good and then i think just speaking practically about how you're gonna make change i honestly don't feel like i need to give a lot of advice to threes about that because again like if a three wants to do something a three is gonna go out and do something exactly yeah um but just don't get bought also yeah don't get don't get bogged (laughs) down by oh i'm not doing enough or whatever like you can always be doing more and a three is always going to want to be doing more, but you're always doing enough. Like don't let it stop you because you feel like you're not doing the most. Hmm. Yeah. Threes are not one of those. Numbers <laughs> exactly. That, like, has to be exactly. To keep doing things. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you can even be more strategic about like, or not even strategic, but like oh, yeah. realistic about what you can accomplish. Um, Cause it seems like for threes, there's kind of this, um, there's, there's this kind of like shop till you drop, like work oh, till fully. you run out of energy and yeah. life to give, you know, like you just burn yourself the fuck out. 
Um, so like we're in this for the long haul, yeah. we are resisting for the long haul. And so it's important to mm. like be realistic about what you can accomplish in what amount of time in order to like be exactly. Useful and if your boat has a leak for the long term, a hundred percent. And like emotionally threes, if your boat has a leak, patch it. Don't just be like, Oh, but this is the best boat ever. I can go for eight miles. Like we're in, this, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, and that is how we're going to move forward. Threes. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh my god, that's a word. Um, Well, I'm going to end this with one last thing, um, and you kind of already said it, but like just to sort of wrap us up, um, I ask every guest to sort of give us like an affirmation to go out with. Um, either something that's directly related to threes or that like a perspective that threes can bring to the world. What's like a recurring? Uh, Absolutely. I I would like to preface this just with um, I being a three and also being a writer, I wrote out multiple drafts of this. (laughs) And then of course, and then, (laughs) and here's what's frustrating is literally I wrote out multiple drafts. (laughs) Like I've spent spent days on this. And uh, then what I'm going to say, then what I'm going to say, I ended up coming with, uh, coming up with 15 minutes before we started recording on the bus back home. Like, frustrated by it, but okay. <laughs> I, I think... Um, I love that, though. I know what I as a three need to hear the most. Um, and so I hope what other threes need to hear as well is that you still exist when no one is looking at you. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Wow. I'm just like taking that one in. So it's like, yeah, uh, uh, you are still, you, you are still as vibrant and worthy and mm-hmm. um, interesting and. Exactly. You are enough all on your own. You are enough without an audience. Is that right? Ah, and we always come back a fucking mm-hmm. round to mm-hmm. you are the point of view, which is my mantra. Yes, ma'am. And <laughs> Almost like we have similar rings or something. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. What is um, Josh, thank you so much for being with us today. I was so excited about this because um, I have been obsessed with your Twitter forever and everybody go look him up. He is mm-hmm. at Joshua Hundel. That's H-U-N-D-L. Um, and read all his drag names. And it's also my and Facebook and my Instagram. Yes, thank you. It's been, thank you for letting me come here. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> a three? Oh, look at you. <laughs> I'm a three after all, aren't I? <laughs> yes, but thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me come here and be honest. I really appreciate I mean, it. True. Absolutely. Until next time, y'all. Thanks, y'all. See you around. Oh, my fucking God, y'all. How fun was that shit? Um, I am officially an enormous fan of Joshua Hundle. You can find him on Twitter at Joshua Hundle, H-U-N-D-L. And please, if you're as big a fan of drag as I am, please follow his drag Insta at Dinah with a D. That's at D-Y-N-A with a D. Love it. As always, you can follow my beautiful babe at Emily Joy Poetry on Twitter and Insta, all the socials. Do it to it. Everything they say is fucking magical. We'll be back next week. Love ya. We out.